Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? You're a fool, would you? Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt and smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know, there's all kinds of shit. I'm shower filled with women. Sit your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of woman's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know? Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing this something the fuck along. Here we go! Hey, this is Edwin Outwater. Conductor and musical director of SNM2, and you're listening to And Podcast for All. Welcome back to Podcast for All. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, season seven, episode four. I am back from Germany after I pretty much, uh, what do you call it, had an affair. <laughs> How was your flight? <laughs> it was long, but it was worth it because I got to talk to Stefan from Metallica. Talk about nerding out over drum equipment. That's why we just left you guitar players just, just, just behind for a week because I don't think you would have said anything anyway. He just packed my shit up and left it on Skid Row. Basically... Skid Row, great band. They, they were a great band at one time. Now, I mean, they're... I'm talking in... about the OG lineup. Dave the Snake. Sabo, yeah. We played with them five, six, seven years ago. No yeah, Sebastian, I... though. Yeah, no. I mean, Sebastian was too busy filming Trailer Park Boys. You guys like trains? Anybody here like trains? <laughs> hey, guys! Sebastian, please, no swearing. Hey, who here loves trains? Okay, so I need about 90 minutes for an appearance, and then you got some fucking weed for me, right? Smokes for dope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're just going to do this, and we'll get the fuck out of here and go smoke some dope. (laughs) I think that's how it went. Oh, man, I love it when Ricky's digging through his dash, and he finds, like, all those old joints. He's like, this is the greatest stuff. Like, this has got a piece of gum stuck to it. (laughs) In the old car. Yeah. (laughs) I am coming to Minneapolis tomorrow, and I'm very afraid to leave my 78-degree neighborhood. I saw the forecast. 78? That's cold for 78. Something tells me that's 77 degrees warmer than where I'm headed tomorrow. Back to your fucking neck of the woods. Don't get me all riled up, because I'm about... Leaving paradise again. I left Germany last week. Now I'm leaving Fort Myers, Florida this week. Back to your shit. When you have to come up to Minnesota, the best time to do it is when the high is going to be two degrees. What do you think the temperature is, Neil? One. Dude, had a great week uh, last week talking to Stefan about Metallica, their German, St. Germany Metallica tribute band. In other news, 
a little band called One, the only tribute to Metallica. You might have heard of them. I've, I think I've played with those guys before once. We have some show dates to announce. I'm, I'm pretty stoked for this dude. And they're a couple months down the road when we're going to be back into some normal temperatures up in the Midwest. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit nicer to do some traveling when we don't have to worry about sub-zero temperatures, pulling our gear out of the trailer, and literally getting frostbite on our fingers just from grabbing shit. Could you hear that? Someone just totally ripped down my street in a crotch rocket going about 212 miles an hour. It was probably Shannon Larkin. Could be. Just right, <laughs> right down the street here. Very well could be. Cruising by on his Hayabusa. <laughs> by the week, a couple weeks. By the way, a couple weeks ago, you talked about a charcuterie board. I did. Yeah. I honestly, when you said that, had no idea what a charcuterie board was. What a character board was. That's what your family calls it because I remember you saying that in the episode. Yes, a charcuterie board. Yeah, those are great. I love them. I, I just thought it was a meat and cheese tray. I had no idea. Well, you learn something every day when you talk to Jeff Winslow, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, what did you say? And you're like, it's a charcuterie board, you should know this. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Text Pizzle and ask him. Oh, I know he knows. <laughs> he definitely As he would knows say, what it... doesn't mean I like it. But he does like charcuterie boards. I'm pretty sure that's what he was living off of when we were in Italy, because he didn't eat anything else with us, it seemed. <laughs> What was that van we had to be driven around in? The jumpy. the jumpy. I was just talking about that van earlier. Is that a Ford? No, it was a Citroen, I think. A Citroen Jumpy. Google that, everyone. Or was it a Renault? I don't remember, but it was some kind of European. It was either a Renault or a Citroen. I think it was a Citroen. All I remember, no AC. No. And what's great, though, is all and the vehicles was... are manuals over there. A manual <laughs> Jumpy. And, of course, we're over there during the... Hottest time in the last decade in Italy's history with no AC. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, the hottest week. Fuck. Record-breaking. It was like, what, like, a, I think the hottest day we were there was like 104 or something like that. It was disgusting with no <laughs> AC and playing an outdoor festival with not the best, uh, what do you call it, green room, dressing room, backstage area. It was... Well, it was plenty big, just not warm. plenty cool. It was very warm and it was tough to get your stage clothes on accommodations is the word i was looking for yeah i mean as far as the the green room itself but man think about the food they gave us when we first got there like we got our own personal charcuterie board that's like literally what we had and it was like loaded to the nines it was crazy that part was good, but when you come off stage and then you go to your dressing room with no AC to get into the jumpy that has no AC back to your house that you're staying in, it was not a fun experience. Hey, our room, Pizzle and I's room, was like 42 degrees. There was icicles on the windows. I remember that. Yeah, it was even too cold for me with that hot weather. I smoked weed out of an apple when I was there. It was great. <laughs> Multiple apples, actually. I'm pulling that up right now, and that's going on the episode. <laughs> I just came across that a couple weeks ago and I know right where it's at. I'm not even going to edit this out because the 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 anticipation is going to be off the charts. Jeff smoking weed out of an apple. And I believe he says in Milano, <laughs> Italia. Yep, here it is, ready? No, 
That's ridiculous. I can't believe you still have that. <laughs> oh, dude, I, it's it's in the one vault. Everything's in there. That's some oh, good memories God. right there. Those are some good memories. That was that was a really long derailment from us talking about tour dates. shows in the Midwest and when it gets warmer out. <laughs> one, the only tribute to Metallica live, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We've had some good times in Milwaukee. We just talked to Mr. Mike Zetting from Milwaukee, the the cheesehead. Yes, we even asked him if he had a foam cheesehead. And he said no, so I gave him style points for that answer. But maybe he has a Pope foam finger. You never know. We are playing a casino June 3rd in Milwaukee. The following night, June 4th, Dubuque, Iowa. I love Dubuque. Dubuque. Exactly. Oh, you're up to date on your on your city codes for the airports. You must be flying Microsoft Flight Sim into DBQ. Hey, I did fly down to Dubuque. I, I flew around in a bunch of different areas. It's great, man. I love that game. Oh, it's not a game. It's a way of life. I see how it becomes a way of life. I'm like, man, if only I knew how to do this for real. How many airplanes can you select from there? 36, uh, 37. Well, that's just right off the bat. It was 36, and then I bought one. They have like the DLCs, the downloadable content. And I think if you get everything, it's like well over 100, 120 different airplanes. The thing has come so far. But there's no Concorde. That's like the one. Well, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore, bro. Yeah, well, it should be. It's a video game. It should be in there. I want to fly from what? What is it? New York to London in what? Three hours or three and a half hours? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. See, I need to do that because going Mach two. Yeah, this game is real time. So if I tried to fly from New York <laughs> to London in the game, it would take as long as it takes in real life. So you figured out how to program your flight management computer and GPS for that route. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm still, still trying to figure out how everything works, man. <laughs> I, I need to come over and just watch without saying a word and say, all right, show, show me show me how it's done. No, because if I do it, you would look at me and be like, yep, if you just did what you did in that game in real life, we'd all be dead. Nah, you might be surprised. I just want to sit back without saying a word and say, let me see how you pre-flight this thing and get her in the air. Oh, my God. I can get it in the air just fine. It's actually getting it back down on the ground that becomes the problem. <laughs> Small little detail. Must be that 5G interference we're seeing in the news. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we? Dubuque. And then I am so excited for this next one. August 27th in a little town called Las Vegas. LV, huh? Airport code LAS. We are at the Sunset Station Casino in Vegas. Dude, I cannot wait for that date. That's an amazing venue. And when was that one again? August 27th, Sunset Station Casino. I love Vegas too much. You and I have had way too many good times in Vegas, way too many good times that we cannot repeat on the air in Vegas, and maybe we'll go back to repeat some of those same little things. Yeah, I'm down to to go there, and, and you know it's going to be hot as fuck there in August. But Who cares? You're in Vegas. Exactly. You know, for these, these dates, uh, you and I group texted the band earlier today. Yeah. I, I think it's time we add four or five new songs for the summer. I would definitely like to add a few new ones, or at least songs that we haven't been playing as often. And I'd, you know, Escape? Be, Escape, you know. I, I think it'd be cool if we changed up our set this year, too. Instead of doing our traditional set, let's 
come up with a new set that we whoa 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 we don't we don't have a traditional set you're scaring people off we've never played the same set list twice no no not tra- in 11 12 years i mean traditional as in following kind of within the the footsteps of of the boys i mean we obviously the so you sets- don't want to play creep bells and fuel and not every show like maybe one or two shows but you know like opening up with something even like they did but you know like die die my darling or something you know just different you know just to change it up two by four yeah let's open with two by four and close with fixer okay i really would love to see how we pull off fixer i think we can play that i i do too i don't think it'd be a problem i I don't see that song because you know for a while there outlaw i don't want to say became a mainstay but we we threw it in quite a bit after we started playing it i don't for sure i don't necessarily see fixer being that song but i could see it being one of those songs that we play you know two or three times a year for sure kind of like escape yeah yeah opening with it's electric and (laughs) i'm gonna start pushing for frayed ends Frayed ends. Mm-hmm. It's time. Man, you want to give me a workout on that one? That solo has got a little bit of Sometimes anything off that. that. So anything off that record, I got to actually sit down and practice it. How much would you seriously sit at home and practice Fixer before we actually take the stage with that song? Fixer, I probably wouldn't. I'd maybe one time, if that. But you know it that well. I, I know the you've song. You've never played it, and you feel comfortable running that one time going, I got it. Yeah. I mean, I never had played Outlaw ever in my life, and the I first know. time I'd it's ever played crazy. it was on stage. but With a slide. With a slide. With a slide. The solo is so easy. That's I, can, I learned that solo by ear. The fixer solo easy? The fixer solo, I would have to have, I'd have to run through it at least once before. That one, I know I could do it <laughs> once and be fine. Now, Freight Ends, I would have to you're run that one. You're a machine, dude. You're a machine. I'd have to run Freight Ends a few times, though. That's because you're Asian. Not rhythm-wise. I know that song, all the rhythm parts, but the solo, I would actually, I'd have to run that one a few times. Asian. Afraid? Yeah, I'd have to run through There's it There's a, a lot times. going on. Asian, you guys are like robots. You see it or hear it once, and you're like, boom, I got it. That that sounds like I think that with numbers, math or something, right? No, I'm we're just supposed saying. to be calculators. <laughs> now let's let's be honest. I've heard Fixer. I've heard the song Fixer, uh, and I'm not going to exaggerate here. Probably a thousand times. That is, I've heard it a lot, but not that many times. <laughs> I'm I'm seriously thinking about a thousand times I've heard Fixer since since it came out. To be fair. I could say probably about like a hundred or two hundred times, and I feel like that was a lot. Maybe it's no, more than that. I went through a reload phase in high school that was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I've listened to that song a lot, but man, a thousand times—that's a lot. I know, but when that album came out, I was in high school and driving around, and that CD did not leave the car for pretty much that year. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. I had—I've yep. had a few CDs like that where they just—they stay in the car. I would have to sit down at a drum kit and play Fixer for a good 10 or 20 takes before I felt comfortable playing it live. That's probably what I'm going to do with it. 
I mean, everybody's got their own methods. Just to get my fills right, just to feel comfortable, get a good tempo on it, just to just kind of feel it out and see where the gotchas are. It's not knowing what parts are coming next because exactly. I obviously you know. know those parts. Right, but it's just making sure. I would I would argue that that song might be harder on drums than it is on guitar. I mean, it's not a hard song in general, but there are a couple weird things I know with the drums on that. So I would I would definitely say that that's probably a little bit more of a challenge for you than it is for the rest of us. Like I could guarantee you that Pizzle could probably do the same thing where he'd play it one time, just like I would. And then, and then go on stage and play I it. I could see that. I mean, that's how we, <clears throat> we learned hardwired 10 minutes before we debuted it. When we played it, that song's easy. We were literally Pizzle and I were in the dressing room running through it with it. And we we're like, all right, I think we got it. Let's do, let's go. <laughs> that is an easy song though. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Trees, I think. Trees, yep. Downtown Dallas. And it went really well, I remember, the first Hardwire time I played it. And I was disappointed when Metallica did play it. The the fills Lars played were not what was even close to the record. And I want to play exactly what the record sounds like when you're debuting a song. Yeah, yeah. Some of I, the, I, I mean, he played the song just fine, but some of those fixer fills that we've known for 20 plus years it's like ah dude where was that little tom roll come on are you gonna get you get a ride out i gotta get the ride out yeah there's a lot of ride in that song (laughs) there's a lot of ride i call up jimmy clark and tech for me so he can put that boom arm when the lights are down in between tapes is there any splash on that song or is it just the ride that you'd have to switch out just ride but since we get the ride out, maybe we should just play Bleeding Me. You know, if we want to add four new songs, I would love it if we just added load and reload songs. More slide. Bleeding, bleeding fixer. Slide. Fixer bleeding. Um Frayed. Frayed. I wonder if Chris and Pizzle are listening to this going, oh fuck. They're adding new songs, they've even run a bias. Yeah, fuck these guys. Um Delete. I know Pizzle would be pushing for something like Frayed or, you know, putting Disposable back in, but I'd like to stick in the load era. I mean, helpless record store day version. You wouldn't even have to practice, Jeff. I wouldn't. No, I I wouldn't even have to. Dude, I wouldn't even need to play. (laughs) There's a solo. I wouldn't even need to play. (laughs) I could just hand hand the guitar off to one of my kids and let them do the solo. Sound the same. Probably sound better. (laughs) (laughs) we'll never stop ragging on that solo no not that version at least (laughs) just that's I think that's one of your most favorite songs. I love that song, and he just absolutely destroyed it. <laughs> he was just having a good time. I don't blame him. You probably oh. couldn't hear. Again, June 3rd, Milwaukee. June 4th, Dubuque. August 27th, Sunset Station, Las Vegas. More dates to come, especially in the Midwest. I don't want to give anything away. There might be a couple later on this year out East Coast, and maybe a couple down in Texas. Jeff loves Texas, everyone. I do love Texas. It's been too long. I was chatting with Sam Gray a couple of weeks ago and we were 
right on. talking about how I need to get out of the cold and, and I told him I need to come down to Texas. It's been too long. So to live is to DFW. Maybe we'll just go play trees and debut fixer. And I'll tell you what, Sam, if you're listening. Oh, he is. No, I know I've been a dick all the other times and not gone to any of the of the get togethers pre-show. <laughs> I promise you, if and when we come back to trees down to Dallas, we do that, I will be there. I'd love to come hang out with everybody, have some dinner, and not be a hermit and hide in my dressing room like I do every single show. Finally, for once, I'm not the dick associated with that <laughs> chapter and Mr. Sam Gray. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the blame this time. Jeff has taken your crown. Where's your crown? <laughs> yeah, I've taken your crown, exactly. <laughs> uh, dude, season seven, episode four, 20 minutes of Babel. Do you want to tell the people what we're talking about tonight, Jeff? This was your idea. You've been up with a lot of ideas lately. I got to up the game. Well, you know, since you're the boss and you do all of our major editing, the way I see it, you know, I'm just the co-host. You're the host, so I feel like it's my I'm job. Just, I'm just the Greg Fiddleman. You're the you're the <laughs> you're the leader here, dude. I'm just the mixer man behind the curtain. I think I'm just here to throw a couple. I- I'm the ghostwriter, man. I'm just throwing out some ideas, and then bam, we're making them come to life. Anyways, we're gonna do a garage top- remains the same for the last three weeks. Last three weeks before last week was solid. That yep. was, that was so much fun sharing about covers, other bands' covers, Metallica covers. That was good shit. So what do you got here? Well, we're going to do top cover art. So we're going to make, well, you and I already did, but we're going to make a full list of every single cover, whether it's an album release, live release, EP. I think we picked, what, 21 out of all of the... You know, 21 we didn't do, images is what we're talking about here. 21. I We didn't do every single live thing like... We'd be here till 2029. Basically, the only thing that we're excluding are singles and live performances. We've yeah. got 21 covers, including all the LPs. We've got EPs. We've got box sets. And there's a couple live things and in here. a couple small live things from the last couple of years that I think make the top 20 when you talk about uh, cover art. Yes, I agree. And you know, it was interesting going through, and I don't know if you had the same thought process but when you're putting this list together it's really really hard to not be biased on what album you like the best because you're looking at the album and part of that is you're looking at the album art and you're thinking about the record well if you really like the record then you can't help but love that album art but for me i i felt like i had to put that aside and i had to think about it i guess the way i looked at it is if I was, you know, in a band releasing this, how would I want these artwork, you know, what list would I want them to go in, I guess, for lack of better terms? This wasn't easy. I had to make three revisions. And on the third revision, I totally started over <laughs> and I started at the bottom and worked my way up to number one. See, and I started at one. It worked for me. I started at one and worked my way down to 21. And then I probably did three. Yeah, I did about three changes, not revisions, but I did three changes where I flipped like three of them around where I had them placed. I'm kind but of the same boat. It, I did not go through this fast. It took a while. It took me, it took me a little longer than I thought it would, but 
it was it was cool putting it together and you know me i like i like doing lists they're always fun and you know especially when when people listen to it you know they can write in they can and i encourage everyone write in at impodcastforall at gmail.com let us know you know based upon what you're hearing with our list you know where you would place everything now you know where i am when i usually have to think hard and make lists you're at work. <laughs> I'm usually at work looking out the window and it's in not a critical phase of flight as we call it. It's 40,000 feet, very boring. The the radio ATC chatters to a minimum. I get a lot of <laughs> people are going to be like, oh my God, who does he work for? I get a <laughs> lot of in podcasts for all work done at work because I'm not distracted by the 45,000 things that go on in our life when your cell phone has service. This is true. So next time, right. everyone, you're on an airplane, just think about it. Your pilot could be editing <laughs> your favorite podcast as you're flying. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> so when I make these lists or when Jeff comes up with these homework ideas, I, I have to be in a quiet area with no distractions, no social media, no text, no phone calls, no TV, no right. no dog begging for a treat, no neighbors over by the pool, none of that. So everyone knows my kind of area of how this comes together. Where, where does Jeff Winslow make his list at? It's, it's funny you say that because I did mine at work too. <laughs> While you're teaching our future drivers of America how to drive, you're making a fucking list in the passenger seat is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm very, very good at multitasking and I'm very wow. good at paying, I'm very good at paying attention to my surroundings so and i know my routes so well that and i can tell like so the student that i had while i was doing this i mean obviously i'm still and i i don't just i don't just sit there and just do it straight like what i did was like i did like a couple of them and then you know i'm like thinking about it and right now our listeners and subscribers are calling the department of transportation on both of us check this out man we mobile <laughs> we mobile oh, fuck <laughs> This episode is going to air and Shane and I are going to get phone calls saying, well, you guys no longer have jobs anymore. And you're like, you just ran a red light, but I still think Lulu artwork is better than Master of Puppets. Exactly. Uh, I don't, it does happen from time to time, but very rarely do I have students that actually run red lights. So knock on wood. (laughs) Hey, I like how we're on the clock for a podcast for all material. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I mean, (laughs) got to get paid one way or another for this podcast, right? Well, who's going first with our 1 to 21 album covers of Metallica's 40 Years? You know what? You're the boss, boss, so you choose. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? It doesn't matter. I'll kick things off. All right, let's see. I, I was kind of hoping... <clears throat> I'll kick me. it off since this is your idea and you can you can wrap up as the, uh, as the closer. I wasn't looking at it that way. I was just more eager because I've been looking at my list for a couple of days and now for 27 minutes because I've had it up ever since we started this episode. So I already know what my list looks like. I really want to know what yours is. 27 minutes. I wonder how many people are still listening. I wonder how many how many weeks people listen to us do our what you and I call an intro, which turns out to be 30 minutes. How many people are driving in their car, smashing their steering wheel going, just fucking get to the point of the episode guys nobody because we have this really awesome piece of technology called fast forward on our phones on the podcast you can just hit that 15 second button just hit it like you know 20 times and bam there you go or you just use the slider i love that sound (laughs) all right shane obershaw's top 21 pieces of metallica cover artwork 
very hard to put the music aside and choose just just art. You had to look at it from a Lars perspective. You look at it just from an art standpoint. And selling for $5.5 million. I got myself drunk to numb the pain. Yeah, it's really painful making $5 million at an art auction. Hey, who knows? He could have lost $5 million before that, so he needed the money back. That's true. (laughs) They weren't touring. (laughs) Number 21. We're going from 21 to 1. This has nothing to do with the review that we gave this entire album this summer, The Blacklist. You put that... That was your number twenty one. My last place number twenty one blacklist. Hmm. Didn't didn't like it? Just too simple for you or what? Well, I can take two colors and type words and say, Well, there's your album cover. Huh. Boy, I can't wait to hear how you rate the black album. Oh, it's close. (laughs) (laughs) This might surprise people at number twenty. All right, what is it? This is one of the biggest disappointments, maybe in Metallica's artwork. Why am I getting tongue twisted? Just just cover art, album covers. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to make some fancy title for this, and it's not working. Yeah, don't try and church it up. We don't need to get sophisticated. Second from the bottom, S and M two. Wow, okay. not a fan of the cello or the violin exploding. Really, S and M two had a chance to have such a badass cover, and I know you tried to go simple and make it look like an explosion in rock and roll, but just the color of that woodwork on that cello is so fucking ugly. <laughs> Man, I'm kind of disappointed with that one. I kind of liked S and M two, but think about S and M one. You're gonna see where S and M one ranks on my list here, and then you come out with S and M two. The only thing they had going for him is the, what do you call the holes in the cello? The F holes? Is that what they are? Yeah, the F holes. Yeah. Okay. They tried to make it look like an S and a two. Okay. I get that. Creative. But someone made that in 10 minutes and they went, okay, good. Done. Very <laughs> disappointed in S&M too. <laughs> you know, maybe one of their kids drew it with a colored pencil. I just don't like orange and black. It's terrible for Metallica. Well, I sure hope they start using orange cabs soon. Uh, no. Orange and black. And then maybe James will play a telly. S&M 3 and 2039, they better have some good artwork. Yeah. Yeah, and James better be playing that goddamn Bigsby. Nope. It's all he better play. Next signature. Here we Next go. Next album. Third from the bottom. Through the Never. TTN at number 19. Wow. When you have the word never with a paint splattered M fishhook logo through it, I get how it's literally going through the never. Yeah. But No. It's kind of ingenious. It's like one of those uh, no Isaac Asimov's that they would put in the newspaper back in the day, and you'd, you'd look at something. They'd have like questions, but then sometimes they'd have like the riddles or something you'd look at, and then you'd have to guess what it is. That's that could be one of them. What is this? Well, it's Metallica through the Never. A little orphan Annie. Man, you're just not seeing the genius in it. 
no, there is no genius in it because it was put together quickly, just like the plot with Trip. Yeah, well, it's because they had about $180 million to spend on a concert, and they were too busy focusing on not electrocuting everyone in the fucking arena. (laughs) And that is coming from someone who is featured in Through the Never, Mr. Shane Obershaw and Mike Presley. You can see them on the rail during Creeping Death. Some die. Cyanide and battery, and I'm still pissed off at the storyline with Dane DeHaan. Oh. Huh. All right, number I'm just eighteen. Getting all worked up thinking. Yeah, about you're getting this. you're getting I'm all pissed. worked up. But let's let's move back up to number eighteen because it's just getting. <laughs> this is this is just ridiculous. Now I don't even know what to say. You tell me as we get through as we get towards the better where my mood turns from bad to good. Okay. I think it should be in a great mood. I think the ones at the bottom are a lot funner than the ones at the top. The ones at the top are obvious. Well, it's the, the bottom next ones one that are hard is the Black Album. Number eighteen. Wow, that's. I mean. Yes. Again, we're looking at it from art standpoint, not you know it's where tough. not where it ranks musically. Because if you're doing that, then that's where it would rank for me musically. But the artwork is better than the music is. Come on, dude. <laughs> you're saying Metallica's Black Album art is better than the music. I'm saying on some real, I think I ranked the album art higher than I would rank that actual album for me listening in their top of albums. Like, where you have it ranked is probably where I'd have it ranked if we were going off of the music. Black cover with (laughs) a two-dimensional, half-assed, three-dimensional snake. From the Don't Tread on Me flag? Come on, dude. We're Americans. We love Don't Tread on Me. That part is cool. But when the whole thing is black, and back in those days when you pictured the CD insert in in the cassette, it was pretty fucking boring. They were just trying to be dark, like ACDC, dude. The logo from the Black Album is badass. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yes. Looks great. I never thought I would ever say this in my entire life, but the album on top of the Black Album, in front of the Black Album, Lulu. Lulu in front of the Black Album. Worship! Worship! Pain and evil have their place sitting here beside me. I'm taking a mannequin over the coiled snake. Did you ever think that those words would happen on a podcast for all? I do not, or I did not, I should say. Mm-hmm. But I got to say that Lulu's artwork, it, it wasn't at the bottom of my list either. So It's creative. It's actually not that bad. Putting that record in there, I dislike it so much I had to put that aside. The creative part that I like about it, Lulu is actually written in blood with somebody's finger. Yeah, it's cool. It's badass. That's a lot it's cooler ha- than a black coiled snake in the corner. Yeah, well, sometimes less is more, and there is beauty in being simple. I mean, come on, dude. Haven't you ever seen like $10 million art pieces that freaking- They're a joke. It's, it's literally like a black square and then like right. a little you know, red circle in the corner, and then that's it. And someone's at Christie's art auction in New York going, I'll take that for $7.2 million. Exactly. It's exactly. Like, what? It's simple. I can shit out something that's a lot cooler than that. Hey, don't talk about shit in canvas because I'll tell you what, people do put their own poop on on a piece of canvas and call it art. That must be real stinky. They call that prisoner art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or downtown San Francisco. That's, you know, that's their inspiration. They're just trying to channel their inner homeless. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Next up, the Magnetic EP. Hard to set aside the songs, but when you just have four M's pointing towards the middle, that's not too much of art in my handbook. Okay, I see where we're going with this. You said you didn't have a theme, but you do have a theme. You no, want, I don't. You want the creative. You don't like the simple. You have no idea what we're about to talk about, so you might want to retract those words. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Words retracted. Continue on, my friend. Reload. Reload. Interesting. That is urine and blood. But every time, and I like the colors, but every time I look at that, and I think we talked about this maybe a year ago, Reload looks like a storm or a tornado going on. It does. I think we picked that between those two albums, I mm-hmm. think, on an Invoting for All. You're and correct, yes. I want to say I picked Reload, but when I look at it, I'm pretty sure I like Load. Well, I'm not pretty sure. I do like Load's artwork better. The first time I ever saw that, it was in a Sam Goody in the Burnsville Center, Burnsville, Minnesota. And from a distance, I'm like, is that a distorted picture from the movie Twister? Exactly. Yeah. You're like, dude, they're storming out. They're they're going chasing. And then, I mean, obviously I knew what load was, but when I saw reload, I'm like, what's, what's the storm theme? I don't get it. And then I'm like, oh, that's piss and blood. Why does one <laughs> album have lava on it? And then the next one has a tornado. What's going on with these guys? <laughs> lava. Ex- exactly. What's up with this Hawaii album? Yeah. Next up, I had to go with Helping Hands. Wow, you liked Helping Hands, huh? It's creative. It's full of color. You know, I like color. Yeah. You know, bright and in your face and kind of shiny glam colors, you know? Yeah. The cool thing about Helping Hands is, is let me say is one more time, the their hands. You see James's life tattoo on his knuckles. Yeah, yeah, it's their actual hands, and then their... And then Kirk has nail polish on, if you look really close. Yeah, I don't know what his deal in wearing nail polish is. I don't I don't think guys should wear nail, nail polish. It's just kind of weird. I don't think they <laughs> should either, but when, when you watch him play a solo, that black nail polish somehow to me looks cool. Well, it's because it's Kirk. He could be wearing a pink tutu and somehow make it look cool it's still cool though when fingers are flying and oh yeah you got the black and white ouija and you got black clothes on it i've it's heavy metal dude it is i know what you mean but i've always i've never had an issue with it even when he did it back in the mid 90s and we're like what the hell is that i'm like oh that's cool yeah now it's just kind of part of his thing the one thing that bothers me about the helping hands artwork this is a pilot thing the Golden Gate Bridge and downtown San Francisco are totally backwards. <laughs> the way you're looking at that bridge, that city can never be in that location compared to where the bridge is. Of course you'd notice that. <laughs> it bothers me. <laughs> oh, buddy. When you're looking at the bridge from the right, there's no way San Francisco is where it is on that cover. Well, write that artist and tell him to get it right next time. So I would say my mood is changing because I like Reload. I like Helping Hands. Next up, the Some Kind of Monster EP. 
Okay, the Skam EP has the uh, some kind of monster on it from the from the record. I that think one we was... called him Phil. Yeah, <laughs> this monster lives. I like how they got into that kind of what do you call that? Like medieval gargoyle kind of art. Yeah, yeah, it had a good vibe. That era, and it looked it looked good with the the new style logo they had because obviously they changed the logo a little bit. Yes. And the artwork that they had that went with it, it all just it all just seemed to blend together pretty well. The colors blended well with the movie in that EP, along with what we'll call the Phil Gargoyle, the Phil Goyle, the Phil Goyle, <laughs> Phil Toll Goyle, Phil Toll, <laughs> Phil Toll Goyle. I can't Phil even say. When we have Phil on for part two, we're going to bring this up. We're going to say here we got a tongue twister for you. Say Phil Toll Goyle five times in a row, really fast. That's tough, dude. That is tough. That is tough. Are we the people? Next up, we have a tie. What? You can't have a tie. Well, we do. Garage Days and Garage Inc. So you have, your list is 20, then not 21, technically. Fine. Be that way. Well, hey, I can't help it, man. I'm just, you're picking out the nitty gritty of the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge. I'm just picking out the nitty gritty of our list here. It's just hard to put one of those above each other. I like how they're in the shower. That was very creative and it's kind of taken with a fisheye lens. Yeah. But yeah. Garage Inc., when they're wearing the automotive like jumpsuits and they got the grease on them, that's that's equally as cool. Dude, that is legendary for me. That's when I think really? of that record. I don't know why that one is. Well, I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, I'll talk about it when I get to it. But yeah, that one is okay. really that that one's something special for me. Garage days and garage ink. It was a tie. I could not decipher from those. Okay, fair enough. Next up, oh Jeff, I have an album cover for you. Here we go, Saint Anger. The Big Red Fist. I knew that I knew that was coming just with how you introduced it. <laughs> Saint Anger at number 10. It's it's creative. It was very different, let's admit that when you think of a classic Metallica album. Is yep. And in my mind it was their first kind of I mean everything's uh what am I trying to say? Everything's uh, I'm trying to say it's like a like their first cartoon kind of looking thing. Oh right, like their first animated album there cover. You go. Thank you. Like obviously yeah. everything's drawn and but like, it's supposed to look twisted. like it's supposed to look like something. It looks like yeah. something from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very animated, comic bookish almost. And I like. I think most people know this, but they came out with five different colors of that. Yeah, yeah. The purple, the orange, the, yep. the, that it kind of came right around like the O three Fillmore when they when they brought those out as extra. I like no one covers. I liked them all, but man, the the color they went with really yes. stood out. It worked, and it's surprising yes. because you don't like black and orange, but that has, you know, that's not. I mean, I yes, it's, it's black and orange, but you've got some. It's the focal point's red. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Saint Anger is a thousand times better than S and M two. I mean, not the music, the right? Art. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I I agree. I do like the art more. It's funny. Our our Saint Angers are very close. Yours is number ten. You said ten, buddy. 
Yeah, we're very, very close. My next album, I'm going to be brutally honest about because I've never shared this opinion on the air. And some people that love the album Kill Em All are never going to look at it the same again after I describe what the actual artwork looks like. Oh, yeah, don't don't ruin it for me. I've, I don't think I've told you this. You might not have. My brother ruined this for me 20 years ago. Uh, no, you're not going to ruin it. I still love it. I don't want you to look at the title. I don't want you to look at the the hammer. I just want you to look at the blood. Yeah. And I'm going to show you what it reminds me of on our video conference, okay? Uh, okay. I have to move the mic. I have to hope that your camera will c- kick back in so I can see you. <laughs> That's what it looks like. A woman. <laughs> Do you see it? I mean... Sorry, I have to turn this way to have it be the right way. I mean... It looks like a woman with a short haircut is resting her chin on her closed fist hand. You will never unsee that again. I'm trying not to see it right now. That's what it is. <laughs> That's a woman with a like a like a female like a bowl haircut looking towards the right and her fist is clenched and she's resting her chin on her fist. You heard That's, it folks. I sure I hope that he's ruined it for all of you. <laughs> Since the day my brother showed me that, I've never been able to look away from that. Well, luckily, no one can see what we see, so. Everyone is, everyone just pulled up Kill em All on their phone or is sitting in their family room looking at their album right now. Trying going, to, they're trying to decipher bitch, it. Shane. Are you serious? I do fucking see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kill em well, All at number nine with a whole new image for everyone. I'm sorry because some of you will never be able to f- forget that. Probably not. Number eight. S&M Uno. Uno, it's funny. Our S&Ms are very, very close to. A very creative uh, piece of art. Let's be honest. It was just a regular picture, and they cropped out the heads of James. And the colors in there from that stage with the orchestra, I love that shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree 100%. The reflections on the floor, the colors, just why did you not? Blow that out of the world with S&M too. I'm not asking him to copy, but I'm asking him to get more creative. Get more creative. A little that, spin off on that. You know, someone who probably spent a bunch of time to actually meticulously make each piece of that exploding cello versus a crop right. photo. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> How many people did not even listen to what I just said about S&M one because they're still looking at their kill them all? Probably I'm a few. Kill, I'm looking at Kill Em All too. <laughs> You're like, God damn it, Shane. Hey, I still love it, so it's all good. But it definitely, yeah, it's 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 interesting. <laughs> Number seven. I didn't want to bring this up with the Garage Inc. and Garage Days. I've never liked album covers when the band members are part of the the picture. Mm-hmm. Hardwire is an exception. Okay. Hardwired is very creative and 
very well done and full of color and it's it's up there obviously number seven you like it that's good that's good herring and herring designed that that was one of our questions last week pickled herring i also love no one's gonna give a shit about this but (laughs) you'll appreciate it how your face and my face made it into a promo for a show we played into the hardwired heads really wow that's fucking rad see dude i'm sure if you saw that that's from the caboose like five years ago dude we've made it yeah send me that picture i will love it where were we i think we're closing in on your top five or maybe we're number six six master of puppets master of these are all dynamite now you you can't fuck with the top 10 keep in mind saint anger was in my top 10 it's funny because our top 10s they're they i would say similar but we've got some that are that are 10 anger nine kill eight snm1 seven hardwired six puppets top five now i ruined some people's images with kill them all Hetfield ruined my image of puppets after one of his quotes. And what was that? What was he the says, one? He says, look at those grave markers. What were those people? Two feet tall? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> so they're <cool>. all... <laughs> Once he said that, every time I look at the crosses, I'm like, yeah, there's midgets buried in there. Yeah, you know, it could have been a midget cemetery. It's all right. Or midget graveyard. Sorry, little people. Do you know what the difference between a graveyard and a cemetery is? I actually do. Oh, okay. So I it's, actually do. So you're not going to learn something new today, but someone else might. I'm surprised you even know this. A graveyard is always in the back of a church. Yeah. Yep. And then a, a cemetery cem- is not next to a church. No, it's not. It's just a plot of land on an Indian burial ground. Now, my <laughs> dad was a funeral director, so I know that ridiculous, trivial stuff. How do you know about this? I don't know because sometimes I just know random shit from time to time. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed, dude. Is it a is it a funeral coach or is it a funeral hearse? It's a coach. That's correct. If it was being pulled by a horse, then it's a hearse. I, I remember that because of the H. Oh right. Now that I didn't know why it was. I just hearse, horse, coach, car. That's an easy way to remember. Uh, dude, not many people know about the graveyard. I'm, I'm, I have to know how you learned that. Hopefully it was from some death metal video. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I... Where was it? I don't... I want to say it was one of the times we drove either last year or this year or something when we drove to Hilton Head and we drove by something. And... Oh, that, that explains it. I, well, Hilton Head, you you take all those ghost tours, so you probably learn a lot about death. Savannah, I feel like that's where I might have learned it, but I don't remember to be totally honest. Very cool. The more you know, <laughs> a lot more you know. We should have my dad on for an episode and talk about funeral home. I would love to hear Details. some of that stuff because I'm sure there's some. That'd be a probably a pretty dark episode. I'd like to know some of the nitty gritty that goes on behind closed doors. One of the funniest times in my life, probably the weekend where I've laughed some of the most in my entire life, mm-hmm. was at a national funeral directors convention in Vegas with him. Dude, you get a room <laughs> of funeral directors together, 
partying at a convention out of town. Oh, uh, I mean, they, they you have some amazing stories and hell of a lot of sense of humors in one room. I was going to say, when you deal with <laughs> death all day long, I oh, can see God, how <laughs> you probably have a little bit of a sense of humor. <laughs> oh, you have to be. You have to have one, or else it would, the job would probably kill you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Some of his buddies and, and business guys and networking, it's absolutely hilarious. See, now I want to go to one of these conventions. You know, Can we get a reunion? In so Vegas. Can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell them to come on down. Oh. Bring a group. <laughs> Feeder directors, this you'd never guess it, but you get them going, and the more you know, master puppets, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, Shane's top five and justice for all at number five. Okay, you can't you can't disagree with Doris. No, you can't. No, it's and legendary. did you know the artwork for the cassette actually shows her full body with like the bottom of her feet with the with the sword? Very rare. I actually did not know that. No. Google the Injustice for All cassette and you'll see her in her entirety. Yeah, you normally don't see her. Well, you, you don't ever see her unless. Yeah. Yeah. The money tips her scales again. Money talking. Number four Death Magnetic. Wow. That is. Speaking of funerals and graves and, and cemeteries. That is high up on your list. That is surprising. The It was lower on my list. This got revised because I'm judging it off the CD where it's actually 3D when you turn the pages. Oh, yeah. The, the book where you can't read anything because there's a big-ass hole through the middle of it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a great point, but you're getting through the layers and you're getting you're getting further into the grave as you turn the page knock on wood yeah right (laughs) and Uh, we all know that people have referred to that as a you know genitalia on a certain sex but that's not why i like that album art that's that's a very creative uh piece of work in my mind and all the shit around it do you realize that that's a that's a magnet drawing you into the hole yeah even though it kind of looks like a fingerprint but yeah it is fingerprint Like around the edge. Okay. It always kind of reminded me of. I mean, I get that it's yes, it's the magnet, like, but sucking you in. It always just reminded me of a fingerprint with a coffin. I love Lars on the memes behind the scenes. Ah, pussy, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) His words, not mine. Right. Right. And everyone was thinking that, but it's birth and death at the same yes. time. You yes. know, the great thing about art, as you know, is that people are free to uh, interpret any of these things the way they want. I, I, if somebody thinks it looks like a pussy, I'm not gonna um, say that it's not. So I, I'll, I'll go along with anything. I'm easy. My good friend designed it. I, I think it's brilliant. So um, a coffin, a pussy, well. Anything in between life, death, coming and going, that's all fine. No, it's a good album cover. It's just, I'm surprised it was that high up for you. We're down to my my three. Number three, Load. Load at number three, holy shit. Fucking right. That's, 
Yes, it's different. Yes, we were all confused when that came out from, you know, old school Metallica versus what I call new school Metallica. I've always said that that Black Elm to Load is that kind of cutoff from old to new in my book. 96 is kind of that big wall that separates the two in, in my mind. Yeah, I could see that. Wow, so if Load is number three and I'm looking at my list, wow, number two and one, it'd be interesting to see which one is which. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, when you put semen and blood under a microscope, it sounds awful and gross and fucked up. But it looks up. like lava. But the more you look at that, knowing what it is, it's just, it's just fucking cool. Okay, see, and that's where we differ. The more I think about what it is, the less I like it. But No, the more it's more rock and roll and rebellious and just fuck you. That's why I think it's cool. I guess. I don't know. I, I, I The more I look at it, I think of... If I think of it that it's lava, then I think that's pretty cool. Like, it looks like a lava splashing. But when I think about it as jizz, I'm like, meh. <laughs> as Lars would say, that's some great A-semen. Yeah, what did what did uh, Howard Stern say? Howard Stern said, that's very good-looking semen. And then Lars said, great A-semen. Great A-semen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was it yours, Lars? <laughs> In fact, wish. No, <laughs> you wish. It's really good-looking semen. Actually, um, Grade A semen. It's Where's Billy Joel semen. <laughs> Number two, binge and purge. Binge and purge. Well done. Because I give you a golf clap for that. Thank you. Everything from the... My alarm is going off. Nice. At twelve thirty in the morning, reminding me to bid my schedule for work. Reminding you to go to bed. (laughs) That was very lovely. Um, Binge and purge the whole road case weathered Metallica logo. Mm -hmm. Everything that came with that road case. I'm just talking about externally. So if you got like the small version with just like the stencils of Seattle, San Diego, Mexico City, and the scary guy. Yep. The scary guy bleeding. That's the first time we saw that. Yep. the Just the road case, the live feel, the on-the-road feel, that weathered Binge and Purge Metallica fishhook logo, dynamite. I, you, I couldn't have said it better. That is definitely dynamite. one of the best, for sure. And if you haven't figured out by now, number one, always has been and always will be, <laughs> no matter how many times we make these lists, since I've been a youngster, ride the lightning. No more to explain. At that point, you just said mic drop. You, you're yes, like, I, I don't even. I don't even need to explain. It's. It's. Everyone knows why. It's. It's number one because in my entire life, that has always been my most favorite album cover of all time, and I don't think it's ever going to change. The logo, I, the electricity, the chair. How Ride the Lightning is just typed in a simple, simple font. Yep. And the chair is the focal point. The colors that draw you into that. I still look at that on my wall in my office and can stare at that for a few minutes a day. <laughs> yeah, I I would it's agree me- with you. It's mesmerizing and it, you'll never top that. Well put, my friend. Well put. So would you like a recap in a fast order? Recap. One to the end. Ride, Binge and Purge, Load, Death Magnetic, Justice, Puppets, Hardwired, SNM1, 
Kill 'em All, aka the Lady in Deep Thought, Saint <laughs> Anger, Garage Days, Garage Inc., Tide, Scam EP, Helping Hands, Reload, Magnetic EP, Lulu over the Black Album, Through the Never, the Terrible Cello Color in SM2, followed by the very simple Blacklist at 21. That's quite the list, my friend. Uh, some of ours now, are similar, but man. I am looking forward to this. I thought you'd we'd be a lot closer. I, I I don't even know what your list is, but just by how you're saying this, tells me it's a 180. I think some of our upper registers are a little bit more okay. similar, but some of the lower ones, it's it's. I'm interested to see how you react to this. We're starting at 21. We are starting at number 21. I went with Helping cool. Hands at 21. <laughs> what? I Great color. And the city's backwards. It looks like a child drew it. Like, it looks like, like <laughs> it just, like the logo. Like, why does it look like it's like meatloaf that's been fucking like molded to look like Metallica? I don't know. It's just so not. You don't care for it whatsoever. I'm not a huge fan of it, no. But dude, Kirk's nail polish. But you talk about, you know, well, I mean, we were talking about St. Anger and cartoon. That was a cool cartoon. This actually looks like something that should be on like Adult Swim or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, unfortunately, Helping Hands was was down at the bottom. Uh, At number 20, The Blacklist. Thank God we were within one. We were within one on that one. I, the reason why I picked it over Helping Hands is because when you look at it initially, you think, all right, it just says the Metallica blacklist and you don't really think much of it. It looks like some, you know, black textured or whatever. But then you sure. look closer and you realize that it's like all the different artists and whatnot. So I kind of like that, you know, the simplicity, but. Again, not one of their greatest <laughs> artworks. Correct. At number 19, beating both Blacklist and Helping Hands, Lulu. Pretty close there as well. We were pretty close. Um, again, you know, same reason you said it's actually a, a decent, you know, artsy kind of album cover. You got the blood lulu logo written out and you know it was just it was it was semi-creative and i thought about it as you know if i was releasing a record i would actually be all right with this as the album cover for my band even though it's at 19 even though it's at 19 yeah okay Uh, at 18, this is where you're going to get a little <clears throat> butthurt. You might get a little butthurt. At, at, at 18 is Hardwired. What? I'm not a big fan of it. Never was a big fan of it. I don't. Wow. It's just there. I don't know. It wasn't. I, I don't know. The, just the faces and all of it mixed together. Like to you me. You were thinking about Murder One. I was not, but. <laughs> To me, it just looked like they tried to mix something of the load era with like modern Metallica. Because here you've got like, you know, their new logo. Well, it's, you know, the, the fish hook logo, but it's been, you know, all kind of digitalized and it's kind of an updated version of the logo. <clears throat> but then you have like all of this, these weird colors and 
like a tongue sticking out and i don't know i was just i was getting some load vibes and i felt like that's something that should have stayed in the load era so not one of my favorite album covers great record just okay i know we're not talking logos i refer to that logo as like the electrical glitch logo yeah yeah yep like the there's a short circuit logo yeah yep. do you like that logo or no yes i do like the logo itself okay especially because it it fits with the name of the record but just the the image itself wasn't one of my favorites not my least favorite just not one of my favorites i'm having a flashback about a year ago we were talking about the nixon metallica watches and you said you didn't like the hardwired one because it looks like a bruise oh yeah that's right it did it was very very bluesy all i see is red and purple awful purple oh man i like purple it's a good color but not a bruise it looked very bruisey hardwired Uh, at 18 and mine was at eight okay (laughs) at 17 (laughs) the scum ep okay i thought that'd be higher knowing your my love for that Um, it's hard to put the, the music aside but i know you've always talked about the imagery and i do like it it's just as far as you know i also look at it you know, from, from ones that, you know, I liked obviously when I was a kid too. And, you know, I never disliked it. And I agree with you. I think that, you know, how they did like the gargoyle and the colors and all that stuff, like it worked well. It's, uh, just, you know, not top 10 type material. Okay. Number 16, you're going to, you're going to be upset with me on this one. Death magnetic. Come on. hundred percent. You don't like pussy. (laughs) absolutely love it but (laughs) come on dude i got i got three kids i didn't like my god when i first saw it i was like okay it's a coffin cool opened it up pulled the book out and i said how the fuck am i supposed to read anything there's a hole through my book didn't didn't like that was why i wasn't a huge fan of it out of 21 album covers, Death Magnetic is 16. Wow. 16. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. And Dude. I thought about this. I thought about You don't hey, need to read the booklet. You just have to appreciate the art. Hey, if it makes you feel better, I had swapped Magnetic and Hardwired around because Magnetic was at number 18. Wow. But then I realized that I liked it better than Hardwired. Those, cold, <laughs> those sub-zero temperatures are getting to you. They must be. I'm. And you did this in the car. You must have been cold. Hey, I was warm. There was heat. Those Corollas heat up fast. <laughs> exactly. A little car. <laughs> All right. What are we? Number 15 and number 15 garage days. Okay. Pretty close. Um, I like the, I like the, you know, the whole, you know, faces, headstocks, you know, it's young, but it does look, it looks kind of, kind of juvenile. You know what I mean? And I'm again, not a huge fan like you said, of just having faces for an album cover. I just remember this. I wish on the Garage Days insert when you open it up, I love when they're out on the street by that white pickup truck. Right. That should have been that that should have been the album cover. That's some cool shit rather than the shower. And they should have been by a garage, not in the shower. They should have just called it the shower EP. The shower days. The shower days. The thing my favorite part about it other than uh Kirk's hamster caster though is true. The logo that's written in the blue pen, like handwritten. That's that's probably my favorite part. Reminds me of the Cliff Amal handwritten shit. Yep, yep. Uh, days. 
Number 14, Through the Never. Okay. A little higher than mine. I like the simplicity of it. I like I like the idea that it's almost, like I said, like a riddle, you know, where you look at it and you kind of kind of have to figure out what it is. And, you know, this is just, it was straightforward. And I've always been a fan of, you know, a little bit more simple, straightforward type stuff. Got it. Um, what was that? Uh, 14. Uh, yeah, thir- sure. Number 13, Reload. Okay. I liked it because it looked as if it was, you know, like we said, the tornado, the storm or whatnot. Just not enough to crack the top 10. But I thought you were going to say that's a very good looking urine. It's some very, yeah, right. Um, it was enough to beat out, you know, garage days and through the never. So fair enough. Let's see. Where are we at? 15, 14, 13, 12. Can I add one thing? Yeah. The back cover of Reload is fucking amazing. The back. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> it's been a while, but I, it just dawned on me. I'm like, we should do an episode about the back because that's that would be in the top five probably. Yeah, the back covers. That'd be an interesting oh, one to do. Good shit on there. So we had Reload number 12, SNM 2. You're going to be angry with me on that one. Terrible. I thought the album cover was ingenious. It it was put together S and the two, right? Because it's an orchestra and it's Metallica exploding out with an orchestra, like the imagery, everything it works and it speaks to exactly what that record is. It doesn't speak. It's orange baby shit. If you say so, but I think it's very ingenious and a lot more, even though I didn't rate it higher than SNM one, a lot more, I can guarantee you a lot more work went into making SNM two's album cover than SNM one. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, to each their own. Wow. The cello at 11. <laughs> Sorry. 12. Yeah. At 12. Yeah. Number 11, death magnetic EP back to the simplicity. Like the M's you put them all together kind of has, you know, almost this like, you know, partial, like, I don't know if you want to call it the Ninja star, like, uh, Oh, you can't call it that. No, not that, but it just has the close. It has that vibe. You know, it's all, it's just kind of like sharp. I don't know. There's (laughs) something about it that it always caught my attention. You know what I mean? And it's an EP. So, and it's better than death magnetics, actual album cover. So that's, that's all that matters. Not even close. Oh, so far better. Some of the songs on that EP are better than Death Magnetic's <laughs> album songs. But once again, we're not talking music tonight, just artwork. Just artwork. So now we're cracking top 10 here. At just number th- think of those songs that could have been on that record. I agree. They they left out God, some really good. they left out they you they take out swapped out two for two off of there, in my opinion. Yeah, you take Apocalypse and Cyanide out and put no. two other in. Judas Kiss. Is way better than Apocalypse, I know. Judas Kiss out, just a bullet away in. <laughs> what? Yep. That just e- even a bullet in that w- slot. Just even a that bullet away. Number. That that might be worse than than my Apocalypse <laughs> of a forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. All right, <laughs> we're we're at top ten now. I'm serious. <laughs> at number ten, the Black Album. Come, how is Death Magnetic sixteen and the Black Album is at 
can do. Because I don't think that something needs to be complicated to be good. Fair statement, but... And here, I'll I'll use a great argument. I didn't even notice you didn't say the Black Album yet. That should be in the bottom five. What's their number one selling album? I mean, obviously people like that album cover a little bit. (laughs) Stop. Hey, you're going to talk about covers based off of sales. ACDC back in black. Best <laughs> best selling ACDC album. Hey, Jay-Z's best selling album is his album that's called The Black Album. Gee, wonder where he got that idea. What's the ACDC album with ice? Roll through ice? Cold ice, big balls, I don't know. <laughs> big balls. That's that's actually an ACDC song. That's an old ACDC. That's a Bond Scott era. ACDC I like song. big balls. They're such big balls. It, the album came out. This is so bizarre that I remember this. Two. It was the winter of two. Is it Black Ice? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I never listened to it. It was the winter of two thousand eight because I was in a hospital room listening to that record. Hmm. That record probably sent you to the hospital, huh? It wasn't. It wasn't me in the hospital. Somebody else was there, and I figured, well, while I'm here staring at the walls for a week, I might as well listen to some new ACDC. Hmm. Which, let's be honest, new ACDC does not sound like anything new. It just sounds like ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's that same drum beat from 45 years ago. Here we go. Hey, Phil, do you know how to play a four-four at about 140 beats per minute? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Black Ice, I think. Send your hate mail. Not the biggest ACDC fan. I mean, I'm not the biggest new ACDC fan, older ACDC. But, dude, you can't hate on the Black Album or Back in Black. Simple oh, album no. simple album saying. covers, and they 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 mean so much. And it's funny, because Black Album was actually a lot lower, and I realized that I, re- I really enjoyed that album cover as much as I don't enjoy that record as much. The album cover, I mean... You have the black album over Death Magnetic and Hardwired. It's bold. It's got the Don't Tread on Me snake. And I hate <sighs> snakes, dude. Think about that. I hate snakes. 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 I don't know any snakes. Uh, I don't know any snakes. All right. For the no- record, everyone, Jeff is terrified of snakes. Yes, I am. Terrified. Understatement. At number nine, Load. Wow. He didn't like the lava that much. Hey, it made top 10. I think anything in the top okay. 10 is pretty good. Well, it's three for me. I think it's a great album cover. Um, yeah, it looks like Lava. And like I said, I think the reason why it is number nine and not number three is because I know it's a bunch of jizz. It's not jizz. It's semen. Whatever. And blood. Whatever. We got. We mix some, some blood and some pearl jam together and you got load. <laughs> Um, I loved Pearl Jam until I saw them live. I loved Pearl Jam until they started talking about their politics. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Never even... Yeah, they've been a political band, but... Not, they weren't saw, that bad. I saw them open up for Tom Petty, and I was so excited for it. It was terrible. Well, maybe they just had an off night, because I've seen no, and heard it, some really no. good... You can't judge a band off of only seeing them live one time. Well, I did, and I was very disappointed. Because there's certain, you know, 
bands that I've seen live that sounded absolutely terrible the first time I saw them, and then I saw them again, and they sounded all right. Elderly Woman Behind a Counter in a Small Town. Great song. <laughs> Seriously. They're all great. Just not live, apparently. What's the last song on verse? Verses. I, I have no idea. I don't know the track listing. Light your name. Lifetimes are catching up with me. We're going to name this episode the episode that Shane sang. The candle of thought to light your name. (laughs) That's how it goes. I think that's... Wait, wait. That's not dissident. Oh, man. Sorry. I don't... I'm not up to date on my Pearl Jam knowledge. At least not enough to where I could tell you what song is. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Hold on. Oh, man. It's the... The, the song I just sang is not what I'm thinking of. It'll come to me before we're done for the night. Well, why you're thinking of candle? Why you're sorry, thinking sorry about to that. ruin your mojo, but I just got in the mood there for a little PJ. You didn't ruin any mojo at number eight, very close to where you had it ranked at number 10, St. Anger. Very close. Very close. And. You know, for obvious reasons, that one that one's kind of busy. It's not the simple, but for for me with that one, that one is just more of kind of the nostalgic. I just couldn't get away from it because it you know takes me back, and the artwork is just kind of you know. It's hard to set aside your love for the music when you're just looking at the cover, right? Well, and it definitely captures your attention. I will hold <laughs> the candle. Till it burns down my arm. That's the lyric I was trying to think of. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> terrible. But that's the words. Oh, no, that was great. I think you should go on The Voice, American Idol, whatever is still there. Masked Singer. Hey, hey. That could Masked. Be they, should sing, they should change the title of Jeremy to Jeff. I want royalties for that one. Jeff Winslow drawing pictures of mountain tans. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's wondering, I am totally sober. Yes, he's drinking sparkling water. I'm drinking folks. fucking Waterloo sparkling water, singing Pearl Jam. What a see what happens. I get him talking about what some a. Pearl Jam that that Seattle life. Sorry, Saint Anger eight solid pick. At number seven, again close to yours, S and M. Uno. And, you know, I've always... It, Mine was eight. Nice work. It's it's a simple album cover, and I agree with you. The colors, everything, it just, it all flows. And I just always remember going to the store and seeing that album. And it just always kind of stood out to me because, yeah, you've got James saying in there. You, you know it's him, but at the same time, they don't show his face. So it's just, there's like that mystery aspect. And then you've got you know, the S and M down in the corner. It's just, it's all put together really, really nice. It's, it's clean. It's almost like fancy. The way you just said that, if we were talking about singles tonight, the single to memory remains, might be in the top three because James is jumping in the air, but you can't see his face. Well, maybe we'll have to do an episode where we rate the singles covers or at least do our top 10. Maybe when we have James on as a guest, we'll ask him to talk about his top 20 album covers 
he'll say, yeah, I'll tell you my top 20 album covers by every band except Metallica. And that would be just fine by me. (laughs) (laughs) Some tells me Motorhead's in the top three. (laughs) Motorhead is probably in there somewhere for sure. Aerosmith. ZZ Top. (laughs) Exactly. S&M one at seven. At number six, Master of Puppets. That was my six. And you know what? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what gets me with Master of Puppets and why I love it so much has it's not even that it's the crosses or or the the reddish maroon color of it, but when I was a kid and I finally looked closely at the artwork and realized that there was hands in the sky holding the marionette strings, that that's what really did it for me. Where I was like, all right, that's fucking badass. Like it, there's this demon in the sky controlling you you know what i mean is that what those strings are actually called i i don't know if if it's puppet strings or marionette strings i don't know what the difference between a puppet and a marionette is if there is a difference but i i i love how we knew the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard but we're uncertain on master of puppet strings hey they're strings they're made out of fucking cotton or something i don't know right in everyone that's a good point. <laughs> All right. Now we are cracking the top five. Dude. It's so, crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> at number five, Garage Inc. Which wow. is surprising. Now you get to talk about it. The reason why I know surprising because I just said I'm not a fan of faces for album covers. Garage Days was down low. Hardwired was down low. Hardwire um, was in the fucking shitter. Yeah, <laughs> well, hey. The world needs ditch diggers too, so hardware's great to dig <laughs> ditches with. <laughs> um, but it's for Burn me through the witches and dig <laughs> through the ditches and <laughs> yeah, and throw hardwired in my Dracula. Just singing some zombie dude, and you know I'm not a Rob Zombie fan whatsoever. Love Rob Zombie. Burn through the witches. Terrible song. Oh my god, you are crazy. Oh, he's such a good movie director. No, he's horseshit with everything he's ever done. Yeah, that's why his bank account reflects how shitty of a everything he is. Well, Joe Biden's got a big bank account too, Jeff. Yeah, but he did that by stealing it. Rob, <laughs> Rob earned his. <laughs> At least Rob worked and made his money. He didn't just steal it from hardworking people. Just got to be a senator in Delaware for 40 years, bro. <laughs> It's either Delaware or zombie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right in, folks, on today's In Voting for All, Rob Zombie or <sighs> Joe Biden. <laughs> More human than POTUS. <laughs> More human than a potato. Uh, you know, for me. Garage Inc. at five. My dad had that record right when it came out. And out of all the Metallica records, I remember always going through that booklet. I love the booklet. I love the fact that it, you know, had handwritten stuff and pictures and it looked like everything was pictures. Yeah. And it looked like stuff was taped on there. And the fact that it literally took me years until after I saw it. Cause I, I saw when I was a kid that I realized that the back was garage days with their faces taped over it. That's a good point. Cause when, when I was young, I could never figure out, I'm like, why, do you see like long hair, but yet there are pictures, you know what I mean? And then you've got, there, there was always just that 
angry kind of gritty look that they had where they're covered in grease greasy lars has got the cigarette in his hand all kind of looking like chandler from friends and and (laughs) jason just i don't know he looks so mean in that album cover he looks pissed just looks fucking pissed and i love it and i've always loved that album cover i thought you were gonna tie it in with your love of like the automotive world I mean, that definitely plays a part in it because I was introduced to cars at a very young age, but it's it's just more of that nostalgic reason why I always love that album cover. It's cool how you knew Garage Inc. well before you knew there was a Garage Days. I did, actually. I knew it long before, and it was I was cool. quite surprised once I found that out, which was kind of a cool discovery you know, as a Metallica fan as you get older to realize like you go back and like, oh, wow. I didn't even know this existed. Um, at number four, Binge and Purge. Very close. Very close. Nicely done. Epic. I don't know if I could even top what you said about it. It's got the road-worn look. It's got the bleeding Mr. Scary guy. I mean, what more do you say? Do you realize that when you say things I agree with, I say nicely done? I'm treating you like you're a jump in the fire contestant. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm treating you like there's actually a correct answer. <laughs> yeah, there is. And that hardware belongs opinions. at the bottom. No, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nicely done like, yes, that's a correct, acceptable answer. <laughs> well, this next one you're probably not going to agree with. At number three, kill them all. I I have no problem with that. I love that. I love that album cover. I love. I have s- no problem with a lady dressed in red pondering her thoughts on her. Pop, fist. Yeah, she was. She was just thinking about what's going on, and she right. was. Think, she was thinking about murdering someone, and I just. I love how. I have no problem with that. You know, with Kill 'Em All, I, I think the coolest part about it is that you've got what three colors? You got black, white, red. Very simple. But not only that, what I always liked was that the hand isn't an actual hand. Like it looks like it's, you know, underneath something. It's a, it's a silhouette. It's something, you know what I mean? A shadow. I'm looking at it right now. That's a good point. And it just has a cool vibe to it. It's got this, you know, old school looking hammer that all I could ever think of when I would see that record is, God damn, if I got blasted over the dome with that thing, that would hurt. <laughs> that would really hurt. Over your dome giver. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. I never thought about that hand before until you said that, of how it's really not part of the It's Yeah, the it's like not actually there, but it is. And it just it creates a really cool vibe with that, with that album cover. And, I mean, it's their first record. To me, that's a hell of a fucking album art for your first record. To come out with hammer, blood, fucking kill them all. Like, dude. Right. Amazing. Now just think if that was a toilet. Yeah, exactly. Well, the <laughs> underneath the lady pondering, she's sitting on the toilet. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. That lady is sitting on the the fucking machete. It's it all it all makes sense now. It all it all ties together. At number two, to no surprise, injustice for all. <laughs> all I wanted to hear was number two, so I could figure out what one was. And now you know what number one is. Wow, dude. So yes, number one. If you guys haven't figured it out, me and Shane have the same. And we've never really talked about this. That's what's bizarre no. of our hundreds of thousands of miles together. Ride the Lightning is without a doubt the greatest Metallica wow. album cover of all time. It will never be topped. 
ever. Tell me why Justice was too. And we know that's your favorite record, so that's tough. Yes. And well, with Justice, one of the reasons why I really like that album cover because it's it has like you know the white and the green it's a little bit of a a brighter look you know what i mean but just like hardwired i like the the clean almost like it's it's almost like it's like sterile because it's you know just like white and and simple and i don't know there's just something about it that you know with lady justice and you know she shows a little bit of titty in there too i mean <laughs> dude you can't you can't go wrong with that you know and on the back you've got you've got them on there and yeah, it's just, it's a cool album cover. I like how, you know, how injustice for all is even written too, where, it, you know, it kind of looks like it's like a, a paint pen or something like that where spray. You know, yeah. You know, where like you were saying with ride the lightning, you know, it's just typed out or master of puppets. So everything with it up until that point, justice was, kind of a different it was a different look a different feel from what they were going for you know right and yeah it's just it's a great album cover and it almost it almost was number one but almost so you had to think about this or no no i meant like almost number one as in it's number two gotcha (laughs) So you weren't making this list going, well, maybe Ride is two. No, no. When I made this list, okay. I started at number one and without a doubt, like it wasn't even a question. I started, I wrote Ride and I'm like, all right, now where do I go from there? Got it. Got it. You know, and not, not only that, but you know, you know, Doris, Lady Justice, she's got the the scales and you can actually, you can see the money flying out. Like, it's just, it's cool. You know what I mean? And it. Powerful. Yeah. And it speaks to kind of more of a Metallica reaching to this, uh, you know, what was going on at the time, you know, because it's a little bit, I don't want to say more political, but obviously master puppets, it's, it's a bunch of crosses, you know, you got an electric chair, you got a hammer, but now you bring in lady justice, something that has to do with, sure. You know, I don't know. It's just, you have spoken and then some, it's hard to top ride the lightning though. I mean, it really is. You can't. No, you can't. I don't mean to put words into your mouth. Is Ride your favorite album cover of all time in the history of music? That I don't know. I know it would definitely be top five for sure. Okay. But I don't. I'd have to actually think about that. I want to say off the top of my head right now. What comes to mind? See, I don't even know because I'm thinking about this. So right now, the only thing that's coming to mind, I'm like, well, Ride the Lightning. But I don't know. There's just too many... There's too many great album covers out there. And the thing is, is when you look at it, there's so many decades of music now. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just that one would be something that I'd really I'd have to think about. But definitely a top five for me. I thought for sure you're going to say all time favorite spaghetti incident. (laughs) Chinese democracy, duh. (laughs) The bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's. I like how we had similarities. I I liked how we had total opposite one eighties. There was some of them that were completely opposite. Hardwired and Death Magnetic. I'm like, are are you feeling okay? I am feeling okay. I do love those records. I just helping hands. Just not one of not my favorite for album covers. 
I got you. This is where it's going to get a little bit interesting because oh, Jeff's throwing a curveball at me. A little, little bit. I mean, we're at the end of our episode, so you know, I don't want to, I want to keep you up too late. But we do got to do in voting for all. But the, where it's a little bit different is you and I aren't voting tonight because we're bringing it to the people, just like Rage Against the Machine. It is all about the people because <laughs> we're gonna vote between our lists. Wow. And for the people you know listening. It's going to be to make kind of fucking Instagram poll. <laughs> yeah, it, it's super hard. Jeff's list, Shane's list, choose. Well, we're going to have to make that into a visual so you can look at it. We can. What I'll do poll. is I will send you a screenshot of my list and a screenshot okay. of your Good list. Good and then idea. we can we can put it together so that if people haven't heard the episode, they can Nicely see it. Done. They can They can hold it. Once again, can. Shane says nicely done. <laughs> they can hold it. They can they can study it. They can digest it. That's a lot's going on, man. I like that. There's a, there's a lot, but I wanted to see what other people thought, see how far off, you know, we are as far as like, are, is, is Shane correct, people? Is, is Death Magnetic that great of an album art? Oh, Jeff. Yes, it is. Or is Helping Hands really as bad as I think it is? Please let us know. Does it look like Monster Mash to you? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all about that backward city and Kirk's nail polish. Yeah, see, you're ruining it even more for me. And then the following week, does Kill Em All look like a lady pondering? Yes or no? Yeah, yes or no. Just a (laughs) yes or no vote. (laughs) People be like, what the fuck? If they didn't listen to the episode. Yeah, like what's going on with these people? They're just turning into a circus act. Winslow goes from helping hands to ride the lightning. It's a good list. I think both of our lists are great lists. I do too. And it's going to be interesting to see what the people think. Yes. So do do the right thing, people. Vote for me. I have a framed record here under my desk that I know you'll agree with is badass. And we need to have another episode when we talk about singles. I agree. We definitely. Yes. Yes. The Creeping Death single. If we talked about singles, we're probably in the top, top three, I'm going to say. I think if we do singles, we should do like a top 10 or top 15, because there's so many of those that would take forever to get through. True. Like, I think a, to- I think a top, f- top 15, top 10. I don't know. Maybe you we'll, we'll, we'll touch top single cover artwork in season 58. Season 53. This is season seven, episode four, your top album artworks. I'm still trying to say that in a fancy way and it's not working whatsoever. Your top, um, your favorite album covers, period. Just shut up, Shane. Yeah, your list of favorite album covers, one to 21. Bam, mic drop. Jeff does not like jizz, but he does like the pussy. <laughs> well, yes, that's the name of our episode. <laughs> That's going to be the teaser commercial. Great. I can't wait. I'm thrilled. Exuberated. Oh, the things we learned from 40 years of Metallica artwork. Yes, sir. An hour and 40, much longer than I thought. We talk about cover art. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, I think I think that might be enough. I, th- I feel like if we ponder any other ideas here. It could be scary. It could yeah, we get fucking scared. We've talked about everything from urine to funeral homes. Yeah, that's yikes. Graveyards and 
things I've already forgotten about. Cellos that have shitty orange colors. You're welcome. Thanks, dude. That was a, that was a <laughs> great topic. Season 7, Episode 4 is in the books. I will see you next week. Don't forget to vote on Jeff versus Shane's top 21 album projects. Do the right thing, people. What does the winner get? I don't know. Should we put a bet on this? Yeah, sure. The winner gets a golf clap on air from me. But I get those from you every week, so I need something if I come away with this victory. Um, This vote's going to be close, knowing that our number ones were the same. Yeah, watch. We get no votes. People go, no, we don't want to vote for those. We didn't like what your number ones were. <laughs> Next storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe. Damn, why did we only get three votes this week? <laughs> we usually get 800 to 1,000 votes. This would be like seven. Seven votes, and they'll all be for me. I think we should bet a Chipotle burrito for me and a charcuterie board for Jeff. I mean, we could. That's that's kind of unfair because charcuterie boards are a little bit more expensive. I would say let's just bet a Chipotle burrito because I love Chipotle, Chipotle too. It is. So and then, then when I claim that burrito, we will record on the spot live at that certain Chipotle. Yeah, I'll make a video and we can post it. I'll say, hey, look at here it is. I'm buying Shane his burrito, or Shane will buy me my burrito. I've got plenty of points saved up from the Chipotle rewards program where this is not an issue. I got plans for those millions and eight for fucking burritos. (laughs) (laughs) I will see you at Chipotle next week, bro. Sounds good, man. All right, man. See ya. See ya. See ya.